In this bulletin, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese to announce the timing of a referendum on an indigenous voice to parliament. South Australian residents in the town of Maipolonga on high alert after a levy bursts. And in sport, a new chapter for Australian tennis as the country is set to host the inaugural United Cup tournament. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has cleared up uncertainties over the timing of a referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. Mr Albanese will announce at Queensland's Woodfolk Folk Festival today that this time next year a referendum will have been held. He reiterated that a voice would recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in our constitution and ensure consultation on matters that directly affect Indigenous Australians, including education, health, housing and justice issues. Mr Albanese will use the festival as a chance to encourage Australians to support the referendum, saying it's a chance to be part of a national unity and reconciliation. The federal government is set to launch its new national cultural policy in January, which is set to revamp the Australian arts industry. The policy will be built around five pillars, centering centering Indigenous voices at the heart of arts and culture, reflecting a diverse Australia, supporting artists, boosting institutions, and ensuring stories reach audiences effectively. Arts Minister Tony Burke says the new policy is the foundation for a better future for Australian artists. Healthcare professionals are calling on Australians to make time for appointments and health screenings. A national women's health survey from Jean Hales showed 4 in 10 women who participated thought their health had deteriorated during the pandemic. Dr. Tessa King from the Women's Health Group, Jean Hills, says checks are important for detecting problems such as diabetes and heart disease. In terms of um, screening, um, it's generally done for very common diseases like um, cardiovascular disease, which causes around a third of all deaths um, and is a big cause of disability in Australia. Um, And there's around 1.7 million Australians who have diabetes in Australia currently, and around half of those don't know they have diabetes. Many women said their physical well-being declined since the pandemic started and worsening mental health was more common among women from non-English speaking or LGBTIQ plus backgrounds and those in the First Nations and disability communities. A 16-year-old girl has been charged with murder after a man died in hospital in South Australia. The 55-year-old man was stabbed at home in Adelaide's north just before 3 a.m. on Monday, police said. He was taken to hospital but died on Tuesday. The teenager was initially arrested and charged with attempted murder, but the charge has now been upgraded to murder. She was refused bail to appear in the Adelaide court today. South Australia police say the girl and the man were known to each other. Two teenagers have been killed while being towed by a boat in northern New South Wales. The boys aged 13 and 14 were on a waterway northwest of Tamworth when they collided with a tree on Tuesday evening. People at the scene performed CPR before paramedics arrived, but the teenagers could not be revived, New South Wales police said on Wednesday.
The driver of the boat, a man believed to be in his 70s, was taken to hospital for mandatory testing. Police are, investiga- are investigating the circumstances surrounding the incident. It comes as five people in Victoria and South Australia have drowned, including a five-year-old girl who was pulled from Victoria's Lake Ngambi on Tuesday. Chinese residents have welcomed the lifting of travel restrictions a day after authorities announced measures to ease nearly three years of strict quarantine rules. China will no longer require inbound travelers to go into quarantine from January 8, the National Health Commission said late on Monday. Shanghai resident Kyle Wu said he is excited about the news but will wait before purchasing a ticket. I was quite excited when I heard the news. It was unexpected. I was looking forward to it and I suddenly heard about it. I used to travel frequently. I'm an avid traveller and it's been three years since I last travelled, so I was very surprised and happy when I heard the news. But I haven't made any preparation nor did I hurry to book an air ticket. I want to wait and see how others will go about it first. Chinese tourists will face restrictions in some countries, including Japan and India. These countries announced all travelers from China must show a negative COVID test upon arrival. Serbian armed forces are on high alert as tensions with neighboring Kosovo have heightened once again. Kosovo declared independence from Serbia in 2008, but Belgrade has refused to recognize it and it has encouraged Kosovo's 120,000 ethnic Serbs to defy Kosovo's authority. Ethnic Serbs made up, make up the majority of the northern Kosovo population and have erected further roadblocks in the ethnic town of Mitrovica. Serbia's defense ministry said on Monday President Aleksandar Vucic had ordered Serbia's army and police to be put on the highest alert, believing Kosovo was preparing to attack Serbs and forcefully remove the barricades. President Vucic met with Serbian Orthodox Church Patriarch Porfirie and accused the West and Kosovo's ethnic Albanian authorities of plotting against Serbs. All of you, you want conflict. You want Serbs to be killed. You will be glad if Serbs get killed. For you, it is more important that so-called territorial integrity of so-called Kosovo is confirmed than how many Serbs' heads will fall. Kosovo's government said in a statement the barricades should be removed and freedom of movement should be restored. At least 56 people have been killed over four days of ethnic conflict in South Sudan. Youth from the Nuer community attacked the Mali community, according to officials with the Nuer making up most of the casualties. The territory of South Sudan, South Sudan, which gained independence from Sudan in 2011, has been plagued by feuds and clashes over cattle and land for decades. A government official in the Great People Administrative Area, Abraham Kelang, said the government is helping communities, but the fighting is ongoing. The United Nations peacekeeping mission, UNMIS, said armed newer youth were being mobilized ahead of a potential raid against the Mali. Russian President Vladimir Putin held a traditional end-of-year informal summit with the leaders of former Soviet Union republics that make up the Commonwealth of Independent States. 
President Putin met in St. Petersburg with Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko as well as Armenian Prime Minister Nikol Prashinyan. Speaking at a meeting with President Lukashenko, Putin said he was very glad to discuss what is of mutual interest. Moscow has for years funded the Soviet-style state-controlled economy of Belarus with cheap energy and loans. Belarusian President Lukashenko was satisfied with the talks. Sometimes it takes years for some countries to discuss so many things over such a short period of time. We have dotted all the I's in the evening, continuing with our Minsk dialogue, since it was mostly about the economy. I thank you for the fact that we have agreed on many issues. Armenia and Azerbaijan have been fighting for decades of Nagorno-Karabakh and have been locked in a decade-old conflict over Nagorno-Karabakh region. It's part of Azerbaijan but has been under the control of ethnic Armenian forces backed by Armenia since a separatist war there ended in 1994. Russia has signed a decree that temporarily bans the supply of oil to nations that to nations that aid that abide by the oil price cap. President Vladimir Putin delivered Russia's long-awaited response to the Western price cap, which states that the supply of crude oil and oil products will be banned from the 1st of February for five months. The group of seven major powers, the European Union and Australia, agreed agreed this month to a 60 US dollar price cap on Russian seaborne crude oil effective from December 5 in response to Russia's war in Ukraine. President Putin's decree, published on a government portal and the Kremlin website, was presented as a direct response to actions that are unfriendly and contradictory to international law by the United States and foreign states and international organizations joining them. Residents in the South Australian town of uh, Maipolonga are preparing to evacuate after a levee burst near the rural community. A caravan park, a rural properties and grazing land have so far been inundated by flooding. The town is yet to be impacted by floodwaters, but power has been cut to a number of properties and locals are ready to evacuate if the time comes. There is currently flood watch and act warning in place for the town of Maipolonga, while emergency flood warnings are in place for various areas along the River Murray. A cool change will bring relief for sweltering southern cities as it moves east across the country today. The change was expected to reach Adelaide early this morning before it heads east throughout the afternoon. Eastern capitals will have to wait for this cool drop with temperatures in Melbourne and Sydney still expected to reach 32 degrees and 29 degrees respectively. The cold front was tipped to reach Melbourne about midday and Hobart in the afternoon bringing possible showers and isolated thunderstorms. Elevated areas of Victoria and Tasmania could also see potentially damaging winds of up to 90 kilometers an hour ahead of the change while flood warnings are also in place for parts of the Northern Territory where extropical cyclone Ellie is dumping heavy localized rainfalls. And to sport, a new chapter for Australian tennis will commence on Thursday as the country hosts the inaugural United Cup.
The Cup is a round-robin tennis tournament pitting players from 18 countries against each other across both men's and women's singles as well as mixed doubles. Group stages will be held in Sydney, Perth and Brisbane before the finals are hosted in Sydney from the 6th, 6th to the 8th of January. Nick Kyrgios and Alia Tomljanovic will lead the Australians and will face Great Britain in a tie to be played on Thursday and Friday nights. Australian Alex Demino is another star competing in the tournament and says he's thrilled to, he's thrilled to represent his country on home soil. You know, as Aussies, we, we thrive playing for our country, representing the green and gold. There's always uh, a lot of passion and pride and it's a great time of the year. You know, we're in the Aussie summer getting ready to start 2023 uh, and I think there's no no better place to be so we're just very excited now having a look at the weather around the country Broome a mostly cloudy day 32 degrees Perth sunny 31 Adelaide partly cloudy top of 24 Melbourne a shower or two and windy 32 degrees Hobart partly cloudy with a top of 29 Albury Wodonga partly cloudy 34 Canberra sunny 32, Wollongong cloud clearing 28, Sydney similar conditions and 28 degrees, Newcastle mostly sunny 29, Brisbane possible shower 28, Townsville cloudy 31, Keynes a shower of 231, Alice Springs partly cloudy 33, Darwin showers and a possible storm and a top of 31, and the Torres Strait Islands a mostly cloudy day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Thank <music> you.